Jesus prayed, I have given them your word. In Psalm 1, David likened the person who meditated on this word day and night to a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. May we have the word of God in our hearts and minds and souls so that we can live in this world, not of it, as Jesus prayed, and make a difference in his name. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the world needs to change. That's not a shocking statement, right? It's not a statement that would get much of an argument, right? You merely have to glance at the news on the television or the internet or some other social media format to agree that the world does need to change. But how realistic is that? How is the world going to change for the better? There's a lot of people that think we're beyond the point of no return. It's just too late. Just give up on it. We just need to wait for Jesus to come and do his thing. But is it really too late? Jesus says in the text for today, I do not ask that you, Holy Father, take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. I think that serves as a big clue for us about the world and about change. Jesus, as he turns to his father in prayer, knows that change is possible because he knows the power of his father, knows the power of his word, the power of his name, and how it works against the evil one. And as we overhear Jesus in the intimacy of his prayer, he can be trusted that change is not only possible, but it's his will through us as his disciples. This portion of the Gospel of John records this prayer that we call the high priestly prayer, that Jesus prayed to his father right before his arrest in the garden. And Jesus is specifically praying for his disciples then, and in turn, for each and every one of us today as his disciples. The world back then needed to change too. And what I mean by that is the law and gospel message needed to infiltrate the lives of many people. It was up to the disciples to carry on the work that Jesus had started. Jesus knew that he would soon be ascending into heaven. He would not be a physical presence for the long haul. And Jesus also knew the job would be very hard. They were in the world, but not of the world. He knew that would be a very hard balance to maintain. Because these disciples were men, sinful men. They were ambitious to the point of fighting against one another. They were politically minded. They wanted rewards for their hard work. They got tired. They were lured by the trappings of the world. Simply put, the disciples needed protection from the evil one. The same is true for each and every one of us as his disciples today. We need protection from the evil one and the world in which we live because they both will seek to steal life from us. They seek to steal life from us while their message is that life is found in them and in them alone. 
that combined with the day in and day out tediousness and challenges of life can simply be overwhelming. Sometimes life can just be too long, too hard, or too boring. And we lose our Christian hope, we lose our joy, and succumb to despair. And it's at times like that when we try to find meaning in life in things other than God. And Jesus knew that. He understood that. And so he prayed for his disciples. He prayed for you. And the disciples had powerful things on their side. They had prayer. They had the word, and they had the power of the Holy Spirit. And they did change their period of the world by the word and spirit and how they lived their lives in love for one another. Slowly, day by day, through the Spirit, they attracted others to Jesus and his love and grace. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we have the very same things. We have prayer. We have God's power and a powerful and authoritative word, and we have the Holy Spirit. You and I are in the world, but not of the world. And yes, again, that's a very hard balance to maintain. Because the world hates you. Or does it? When was the last time you felt hated by the world? Here's the deal. You should feel that way. The world, where Jesus tells us, will hate us. Now, wait a minute, though. If, if we're going to be great evangelists for Christ, shouldn't we be loved by the world so we can get the word out? But if that's the case, what are you being loved for? If the world loves us because we resemble the world, then absolutely not. If you're the coolest parents because anything goes in your house, then no. If sleepovers at your house mean no church on Sunday, then no. If people who know you don't know God's word and where it stands on things like same-sex marriage or infant baptism or gambling or how one is saved by grace alone, then maybe you've blended in with the world. Wrong is wrong, even if everybody in the world doesn't. Because, yes, it is so easy for us to get pulled in by the world. Wrong can become so normal in our lives that it ceases to be wrong. In fact, wrong can even become right for us. Righteousness cannot help but hate evil. That may be true, but we like to negotiate with evil, don't we? We like to rationalize our evil and sinful actions. We say things like, well, that really wasn't a lie. I just kept out some, some key parts. And we do that across the board with all kinds of different things in our lives. We, we try to rationalize our sinfulness and say, it's really not that bad. It's really not that big of a deal. And so, yes, Jesus knows that living in this world is hard, very hard for us. He knows our sins, our failures. And that's what the cross the empty tomb of Easter and the victory of the resurrection are all about. About forgiveness, strength, and encouragement to keep going. To keep going as we live out our lives of faith in this world. 
What a better vote of confidence then when Jesus prays that we not be taken out of this world because there is work to be done. And we are the ones who he has equipped and empowered to do it. And not only that, but Jesus trusts us to do his work. Because, again, this world does need to change. And the world can change one little bit at a time. The world needs to see the difference that God makes in us through, through his grace, through his love. We are blessed to answer his call and to be able to live out our lives in a way that, that puts Christ first and, and allows others to see that. So what's the answer to all of this? How do we know we're not acting of the world? How do we live in the world, use it, yet not bow down to it or be swept away by it? Well, here's the deal. It is an everyday, hour-by-hour, minute-by-minute battle in our lives. How will my actions or my decisions affect my life as a Christian? How will my actions or my decisions affect how others view my life as a Christian person? How do I use my Christian liberty to further the gospel in my community and in this world? It's a one step at a time, one decision at a time, one victory at a time life. And it's exactly why Jesus prayed for us and continues to pray for us. Like I told the kids, it's a wonderful blessing that Jesus continues to intercede for us, to pray for us 24-7. It's the victory, hard-fought, deeply committed, the step that was actually a giant leap into hell that's been taken and made and won for us. Jesus was in the world, struggling against the world, that we would no longer be of the world, that we would not perish with the world, He was hated by the world, rejected by the world, killed by the world, so that someday we could be taken out of this world to eternal bliss that's out of this world. But for now, for now, we are in the world. And in our baptism, we are also in Christ. So that everything that he won during his earthly sojourn is ours. And so reading his word, partaking of the sacraments, proclaiming his word to others, living our lives in this victory, the Holy Spirit enables and equips us through repentance and grace to clean up our little corner of the world to make a difference for eternity. So until Jesus comes again, we do have work to do. And what a wonderful privilege it is, the privilege of proclaiming the gospel, proclaiming that good news that good news that we treasure so much of forgiveness, life, and salvation. We are in the world, not of the world. We are in Christ. And being in Christ while being in the world is all Christ needs to change the world for his kingdom. That's his plan. And he has the power to work that change. And that in and of itself is an answer to Jesus' prayer. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Christ will return to claim his disciples as his own. And so until then, may we be found living in Christ, 
out to serve with his word and in his powerful name. Amen.